All right, guys, today I get to interview Nate Shields, and we're going to be talking about his journey of 10 years in real estate that led to 40 units in his portfolio. Uh, Nate Shields is out in Colorado. He also works with Bigger Pockets, so we're going to be talking about how you can leverage Bigger Pockets to help in your business, amongst other things. Nate, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Let's just get right into the business element first, and then we'll get into the story on, on the back end. Bigger Pockets, obviously, a lot of people listening to him, a lot of people learning from him. You have uh, a thing that we can discuss today, which is that we could actually leverage this for our business. Take us into that. Yeah. So to to give a little bit of context of how how I use Bigger Pockets and how I still use it today is back in 2013. Um, actually, even prior to that, a couple of years prior to that, I was trying to get out of my what I considered a dead end marketing job that I did not like. Um, this was right after the Great Recession, though, and there weren't a lot of job opportunities. So I was kind of stuck. So I was looking for something to do that where I could control my time, hopefully my income, uh, things like that. Um, and so real estate really appealed to me. I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and the Cashflow Quadrant probably a decade before that. And it kind of dabbled in some different things, but nothing really stuck. And I ended up talking with a real estate agent about getting into the business part-time. And he said, uh, well, it's really hard to do it part-time. It's really hard to get started that way. It's expensive. There's all these fees. And he kind of talked me out of it. But luckily that that was still kind of burning inside of me. Like real estate is still interesting to me. There's got to be a way for me to get in as an agent and then I'll figure out if it's a good career move for me. So um, I did meet with another broker when I saw a LinkedIn post from him uh, we, we were part of the same alumni group. He posted, Hey, if anyone wants to get started part-time in real estate, happy to chat. So we had breakfast four months later, I was licensed eight months after that, I'd quit my job and went full-time as an agent. Okay. So that was 2013, 2014. And I knew nothing about investing though. Uh, I didn't know what bigger pockets was yet. I was just trying to build my agent business and, um, 2015 comes along. I've been in the business year and a half, two years, um, making some good progress and uh, really enjoying it too. Cause I did get those things. I, I was making more money. I had more time freedom. I was learning a lot. I was out and about, I wasn't cooped up in an office or anything like that. It was a lot of fun. Every day was very interesting. And uh, a friend of mine, a property manager, friend of mine, um, while I was out showing some houses, he texted me a link, uh, to the bigger pockets podcast. And this was around show, 105, 110. It was way, way back then um, where Brandon and Josh were still still yep. uh, co-hosting it. And <clears throat> I listened to that on my way home and was completely floored. I was like, whoa, what is what is this invest, investing thing? And I don't, I don't remember what that particular podcast was about, but the, the ethos of the, of the community to find financial freedom through real estate um, really kind of just it worked its way into me in, in a way that it, it was very clear to me that this was going to be my, my life's work, whether it was as an agent, as an investor, something in real estate, financial freedom is possible. And that's one of the things I really do love about real estate in general is it doesn't matter what the market's doing. There's a million different ways to make money. And if you can kind of see what's going on in the market and see what these different areas might be, where the opportunities are, you can pivot and work in those, those uh, niches. So to get to your question though about bigger pockets, so so then I, I listened to all the podcasts, and within a few months we started investing. Me and my buddy, so we 
we uh, lined up some commercial financing, set up an LLC, and went after our first property, which was a, a, an auction foreclosure property. So once we tackled that project and we learned a lot, you know, obviously made a ton of mistakes, um, but we we learned a lot and I just felt more and more comfortable on the investing side of things. And that was where I spent a lot of my time. I was still keeping up to date with the, the podcast, hanging out on the forums, things like that. And I wanted to work with more people like myself. I wanted to work with other investors, people who shared that vision, where it's more about numbers and returns and, oh, we can fix that instead of like, hey, what is, what's the color of the wallpaper in the dining room? Like, you know, to a retail buyer seller, that stuff can be really important. But to most investors, uh, it's, it's about data, it's about returns, and there's less, less emotion attached to it. So uh, how I went about trying to build my business through bigger pockets was I did a couple different things. The first thing I did was I set up my keyword alerts. So it's free to sign up on BiggerPockets. Um, so if you haven't done that yet, go go to BiggerPockets. It's totally free. All we need is your email address. And then you're going to go into your settings, and there's a setting called keyword alerts. Keyword alerts are unlimited, and they're amazing. You can set up uh, keyword alerts for any market you're interested in, any strategy you're interested in, all these different things. And then you can get notified uh, either immediately, daily, or weekly by email, by text, however you want to get notified. You'll get notified when someone is posting about these keywords on the forum. So if you're really interested in short-term rentals in Wilmington, North Carolina, you got to have those set up in your keyword alerts. When someone is talking about that on the forums, you'll get alerted. You can chime into the conversation. So this can work a couple different ways. If you're an agent and you want to connect with investors, obviously you're going to want all of the markets that you work in set up as keyword alerts, maybe even the zip codes and, and things like that. And then any other strategies that you might help investors with. So if you like people to help people uh, house hack uh, in Chicago, then you got to have those keyword alerts set up for those things. And then you can chime in the second layer to that is making posts yourself. People think, oh, I'll just either search for a, a, a question or an answer, or I'll just you know, add my two cents to that thread. I think the most powerful way is to actually make your own post because then you get to control the conversation. Everyone's replying to you at the top of that thread, and you're going to be perceived as the expert for whatever it is you're talking about. So if you are a real estate agent, we'll just stay on that example, you might want to do like a weekly market update um, say, Hey, this is what is going on in Denver, Colorado with multi family. These are the days on markets. These are our price points, uh, percentage of, you know, lists to close all those types of stuff. And then next week, maybe it's something else. You talk about a big employer that's rumored to be coming to town and how that could affect the housing market. Um, so that that's, that's a, a couple ways right there where you can get tuned into, to what's going on in the community. And the beauty of it is the other people who have their keyword alerts set up for those things, then they will come to your post and respond. And everyone's going to be responding to you uh, in that, that thread. Okay. So that's a couple ways to use bigger pockets and the forums in particular to, to grow, uh, you know, your connections, your, your network. And it, it is a little bit slow. You need some patience. Uh, it's going to take some time, but you're going to connect with people, maybe get on some calls, maybe people that you can partner up with uh, in the future. And then some people are like, hey, I'm moving out to Denver 
and I, I need a primary and I'd, I'd love to look into the investing as, as well. And so you might, uh, might as well get a sale out of it while you're, while you're doing that stuff. So and, uh, and just one last piece. This, yeah, go ahead. Cause I, yeah. I just recently had Brandon Greenplate on the, on the podcast. His episode will come out soon. He, he does exactly the strategy and he's done a lot of revenue in clients in Hilton Head by doing the strategies that you're mentioning. Absolutely. Yeah. It, there are, if you go to uh, bigger pockets, you can see everyone's user stats. Like you can see how many posts they've made, how many people have, you know, voted on their posts, things like that. There are some, uh, agents and investors out there, other vendors who have thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of posts, and they are spending a lot of time, but they know that there's a lot of eyeballs on bigger pockets. We have two and a half million members, and those are just the ones who have registered. There are other people probably lurking who have not, you know, signed up or things like that. So there's a lot of eyeballs there. The last point I was going to make on that too was that it's a searchable database as well. Even though I'm not currently licensed right now, I still get leads from a post I made five, six years ago because people will search this city, multifamily, whatever they see your post. If they think that you're the expert there, someone worth connecting with, you might get a lead in three years. And that might end up, you know, making a ten, fifteen thousand dollars on a commission. So uh, those are those points there. And then there's one other point I'll make too is just um, you can utilize the the meetups and the networking part of of Bigger Pockets as well. So we have a network tab at the top. Uh, you can find that, and under that networking tab, you can find local meetups. You just search your local market, see what's going on. You can also just use the you know meetup.com as well because there might be other meetups outside of bigger pockets. You do have to be a pro member to post a meetup on bigger pockets, but it's, it's well worth it if you want to host your own. So what I did is I looked in, and I saw at the time I was living in the Chicago area and the closest meetup to me, cause I was kind of out pretty far West was about an hour away and it wasn't even really in a market I, I service. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to drive an hour one way. Um, I'm just going to start my own. So I started my own meetup, posted it on, on bigger pockets and it was never big cause we were in a small kind of semi-rural community. Um, but we would get, you know, six to 10 people consistently every couple of weeks. And these people I ended up doing deals with, became friends with, uh, good chances to network. And I definitely made money, uh, through, through that group. So attend as many meetups as you can, but again, the way to be perceived as the expert, even if you feel you're not, uh, is to start your own meetup because you're going to be that person who gets to control where it is, when it is, what you're talking about. Are you going to keep it informal or formal? Do you want to bring in guest speakers? How do you want to approach all that? And you can really make it whatever you want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. So meetups, let's talk about that a little way. So, I mean, obviously you can, you can structure how you want, but what what were the benefits for you of the meetup? I mean, did it, did it lead to more investment deals? Did it lead to more agent deals? Yeah. So it, at first, yeah, immediately it led to at least one or two agent deals of just local people looking to get into some sort of rental property or a flip and uh, led to some other collaborations on some other projects. And then when we moved from the Chicago area up to Madison, Wisconsin, uh, the first thing I looked for was uh, a meetup group. So I saw that one was pretty large. There's a re very large RIA and it, you know, it was like uh, you had to pay to go there and stuff like that. That didn't really appeal to me, but I saw this other one that was marketed on, on bigger pockets and I, I checked it out. It was much smaller. There was maybe like 30 people or so there. Um, 
And that group was great. It was very collaborative. There were people doing deals with each other all the time because it's not just going to be investors there, right? There's going to be other vendors. There might be contractors, home inspectors, lenders, um, private money lenders. Um, it can really run the gamut. And one deal in particular is pretty cool was I decided to try my hand at uh, wholesaling. I was like, you know what? I think uh, I'd be a good candidate for it. A lot of gurus out there say, hey, you should start out wholesaling. Well, in my opinion, I think that's the reverse of how it should go. And that's why a lot of wholesalers get a bad rap is because they don't know how to calculate ARV. They don't know how to calculate rehab costs, all that kind of stuff. I had already done six flips and a couple other renovations on some rental properties. So I knew what stuff should cost and things like that. And I knew how, how to market for these properties as well. So I, I got this lead and, um, I presented it to a couple people in the group who I thought might want to do it. I knew there's a couple guys that were flipping. Um, they're like, yeah. And so I, I basically had it under contract with them and we did do a double close. So this was interesting too. We had a private money lender in the group. He ended up basically double ending that because he was the private money lender for them and private money lender for me. So he made money on both sides of that transaction. We we all made a bunch of money and uh, it was a great deal for everybody. So collaboration is really going to be the key to success in, in meetup groups. If it's just like, Hey, what, what's in it for me? You know, that's not, not real valuable for anyone, but anytime you're going into a networking event, you know, everyone has something to give, even if, even if you feel that you don't, you know, if you're a brand new investor going to a meetup, you're going to feel probably a little intimidated, but maybe you're an expert at QuickBooks and you could help someone with some bookkeeping advice, or you're an expert at marketing and you could help someone with like, you know, how, how can I leverage TikTok videos to grow my business, whatever it is. So there's always going to be some sort of value you can give to other people or the group as a whole. Yeah. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and got an inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you wanna get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Absolutely. And so what was the transition like for you to start working for bigger pockets? Like how did that come about? Yeah, it's kind of a, a funny story as well because I had actually applied uh, at bigger pockets for a different position years before this one popped up. 
never heard anything back. And I was like, oh, you know, that's okay. I was still doing the agent thing and investing and stuff like that. But I, I always told my wife, the only company I would ever work for again would be bigger pockets. Uh, I'm not really a W2 guy. I'm, you know, more entrepreneurial, you know, I'd rather, you know, be in those self-employed and business owner quadrants and investor quadrants like Rich Dad uh, talks about. But bigger pockets has given so much to me and I just love the organization that when this opportunity came up, I, I saw the listing online um, for an agent sales rep. And it was basically just talking to agents about our agent finder and how we can help connect them with leads from the bigger pockets community. And I'm like, I would love to do that. I, I mean, I'd love, I just get to talk shop with agents all day and investors like uh, sign me up. And so again, I did not hear back from them. I'm like, ah, maybe they already filled it. But then what happened was from our meetup group in Madison, uh, one of our co-founders of that group, he was out in Denver for some event. I don't remember which one, but anyway, Scott Trench was there. So he, he met Scott Trench, the CEO of Bigger Pockets, and he invited Scott Trench to come present to our group just over Zoom for an hour. And Scott said yes. And so, of course, I showed up to that meeting and it was really good. And uh, Scott gave out his email address. And so I contacted him the next day. I was like, hey, Scott, I applied for this position a couple months ago. I don't know if I wasn't a good fit or you filled it. Um, but, you know, thanks for, for hanging out at the meetup last night. It was a lot of fun. And he's like, oh, well, let me look into it. Next day, I had my first interview. Two days later, I had my second interview and was hired. So I guess that just shows you, you know, persistence pays off. You got to sometimes go that extra mile uh, because, you know, it's a it's a busy world out there and people are are busy with a lot of different things. I'd like to dive in this more because obviously you, with 40 units, right, you're working for bigger pockets. I mean, a lot of it's probably the emotional connection to what they've done for you, right? But, but take us more into the the nuts and bolts of the decision. Um, was it, was it the idea that, man, I'm going to be surrounded by these people that are going to help accelerate my net worth even more. I mean, with 40 units, a lot of people might be thinking, well, why work for anybody at all? If you don't mind walking us through the nuts and bolts of that decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wanted, I guess I was curious about what is the organization like, you know, beyond that, that door, right? Cause we all see the, the brand, we see the, the YouTube channel, the podcast, the books, the conferences, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, is, are they the same behind that? Is, is the ethos the same thing? And it definitely is. Like I was very pleased to find out very quickly that everyone is of the same mindset. You know, it's very entrepreneurial, collaborative, a lot of hardworking, super smart people here. I mean, when we, I was talking with our hiring director uh, not too long ago, and he said, when they put up a posting just on our website, they'll get a thousand applications within 48 hours and then they just have to shut it off. I mean that that's how popular <laughs> bigger pockets is in a, you know it's it's fairly competitive I guess. Maybe that's why I never heard back. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the to to work for bigger pockets for me it was a, I my main goal with real estate in general is just to network because the the larger you grow your network um, the better chance you have at collaborating on interesting things or just learning or just, you know, you might find out something about a market you never would have considered, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, I didn't I didn't know that that market even existed or that it, it sounds really good, but it must be flying under the radar because I've never seen it on any list, you know. So uh, 
a lot of networking opportunities. I've got gotten to meet, you know, some of the podcast hosts and obviously was on the podcast uh, about a month ago. And so it's been a really cool journey just to get into the organization, see what's going on behind the scenes and to see where bigger pockets um, is going. I mean, we've been around for 18 years, which is kind of hard to hard to believe. Um, and we've grown so much. Um, and I don't know when I joined how many employees there were, maybe there was, um, 55, 60 employees, something like that a little over a year ago. And, uh, as of yesterday and not everyone was even there, but we had an all hands meeting and I saw on the zoom, uh, that we had 69 participants in, in the zoom. So it's like, we're continuing to hire, grow out a lot of different aspects of the business. Really our goal, besides all the content we produce that helps people is to become a one-stop shop for investors. That's why we had the agent finder. We just launched the lender finder a couple months back. Next up will be stuff like property management, attorneys, CPAs, Anyone you need to help build your real estate team, we want to be able to make it easy for people to kind of plug and play and to find the right people for them. Yeah. So when we talk about content, like, can you give me some context as to how they think about content? I mean, obviously they're producing a lot of shows and they're doing a lot of different things. Can you kind of take us behind the scenes? Because a lot of the people that we talk to, obviously they're wanting to use content to grow their agent business or their investor business. Yeah, there, I, I'm not on the content side of things, so I might not be the best person to ask that. But what I, I have seen is that that is like the the bedrock, the foundation of bigger pockets is content. And so lately you've probably seen, I mean, we've launched other podcasts. We've, we've published a lot more books recently. I think we're up to past 45 books published uh, under the bigger pockets name. Um, but you can kind of see that we have like uh, like the On the Market podcast, which is my personal favorite um, one, which talks more about macroeconomics and how that pertains to real estate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we have some heavy hitters on that show. I mean, you got Dave Meyer, who's our VP of analytics, data analytics, um, Kathy Fetke, Henry Washington, uh, Jamil Damji, and James Daynard. I mean, these are rock stars that like standalone podcast, they'd probably have a million downloads within a couple of weeks, just, just them. So we, we have these really well-known names, people who are writing books for us, doing other content, whether it's on the podcast or shorts or whatever it is. And we're just trying to help people wherever they are. Now, most people who come into the bigger pockets community, you know, most people are starting at zero or maybe they have a little bit of experience, but most people, or at least over half are going to be looking for information on how, how do I even do this thing? Like I kind of understand what it's like to buy a house and live in it, but what do I need to know if someone else is living in that house? How do I do all that stuff? Um, how do, how do we make it make sense financially? So we're helping people get their first deal. And I think that's the biggest hurdle for most investors is getting that first deal because if you don't get that first deal, you're probably not going to try even harder to, to get it. They're probably going to go away. So if we're not providing the content and the support and the resources to help them in their journey, they're not going to hang out with us anymore. We want people to hang out in our ecosystem and, and, uh, do more things with us and help more people. So if we can help people get past that hurdle, the first deal, which I, I say it's the hardest and it's the most important. Once you get past that, 
it's so much easier. Um, you know, we can talk about this a little bit later, but now we're looking into more a syndication model for our business. And so, you know, we won't be sitting at 40 units a year or two from now, hopefully we'll have several hundred units. Right. So, but it's no different than really any other transaction. It's still real estate. It still takes about the same amount of time to close. The numbers are just different. Yeah, absolutely. And that was kind of leads into one of the questions I've been thinking as you've been talking, which is essentially how has going to a full-time job impacted your investing? I mean, obviously you're surrounded by investors. You're surrounded by some of the best in the business. Has that accelerated your, your investing or because of the loss of time, has it, has it kind of slowed things down? I think it's accelerated it um, for a couple of different reasons. One, because of the networking effect that we kind of talked about earlier. Um, I went to BPCon last year in San Diego, and I probably wouldn't have gone otherwise. I mean, it's an expensive event. Luckily, I'm an employee, so I basically get to go for free. Um, but you know, it was great to network there, sit in on as many sessions as possible. And of course, everyone gets all fired up after that, right? So for us, we hadn't bought anything in at least a couple of years. We were kind of like, man, this market's weird. It's super hot. Like, is it going to come down or you know, what, what should we even be doing or thinking about? So we were just kind of on autopilot for a couple of years in, in our investing business, but that, that got us fired up. And, um, you know, we, we have an awesome property manager in, in the main market we invest in. And we just went, went to him after the conference and we're like, Hey, we, we are looking for more deals. So if anything comes across, you know, your desk, please let us know. And especially if there's some sort of creative, finance component to it because we had joined Pace Morby's uh, mastermind uh, with all the creative finance and sub two stuff. So both those things were on our radar. And by saying that to our property managers, just to remind them, because he had actually brought us a deal a couple of years prior to that. Um, but he, he knows that we can close. And so, you know, he's going to keep us in mind. And so, yeah, he found this deal. It was an off market 14 unit uh, deal. It was two uh, what was it? Two quads and two, uh, triplexes, uh, all in the same neighborhood where we already owned some other stuff. So, uh, I think it helped accelerate because of some of those ancillary benefits of networking, going to the conference, uh, lighting a fire under you, you know, to kind of get you pumped up to go other, other than that, I don't know what exactly, would have happened? Would, would we still be sitting on our hands kind of waiting for an opportunity? And then, you know, now that things have really kind of gotten weird, right? The last nine months or so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're just like, we're, we're trying to figure out what, what's the opportunity in the next couple of years. And we do think it's, it's uh commercial real estate, um, specifically for us, mul bigger multifamily. And that's why we're, we're going the syndication route. Yeah, particularly because for a while, I mean, multifamily was just skyrocketing in values and so competitive. And it feels like, well, then there was kind of a stalling period. And it seems like now multifamily sellers might be getting a little bit more understanding of the situation and they might get, be getting a little more reasonable. At least that's what I've been hearing from a lot of the syndicators that we've been talking to. So I usually like to ask, you know, what's your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months, which you've kind of indicated that it's going to be syndications. But maybe if you can give a broader context of, you know, where are you heading personally and, and where are you heading in the context of bigger pockets? Next 12, yeah. 18 months. Yeah. So, so for me, um, you know, I didn't get started in real estate till pretty late. Um, 
And so I always, I, I like to bring this up because I hope it, en- it encourages uh, some people who are a little later in their their journey. I didn't become a real estate agent, and I think until I was 34, uh, 33, 34. So a little bit later, and then I didn't start investing until I was about 36. So we've been investing the last seven years, and we really haven't taken any cash off the, the table at this point. Everything pretty much gets rolled back into the business. Um, you know, I definitely want to be retired by the time I'm 50. I think it's possible. But I think, you know, patience is also key in real estate. Um, if you want to get a quick, some quick wins, go flip houses and things like that. But that's a whole nother, you know, uh, strategy. And there's problems with that, too. You're paying capital gains and, and dealing with contractors. And who knows where the market's going to be in three months or where rates are going to be, things like that. So for us, I mean, we have a very long term outlook. Uh, definitely hope to be retired or semi-retired by 50 if not a, a couple of years sooner, depending on how some of our investments do. But this this new kind of chapter of our evolution in our business to go after bigger deals is really interesting because we have a component to it of giving back. And we really want to make sure that we're using real estate as a vehicle, not just to help us and our families, but to help those who are less fortunate. And so we want to make sure that we are giving back in a very tangible way maybe not just with cash, but actually set aside a number of units in each, you know, apartment complex that we can help uh, people who are in crisis or are just down and out, you know, whatever it may be, we want to partner with some organizations that we can, you know, help make a difference in that way as well. Awesome. Well, Nate, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and your business. And it's so cool. I mean, I think one of the things that is becoming a little bit more talked about, which is good is, this idea that you can work a job and invest at the same time. And I think you've done it so well from the standpoint that you work a job that's in the investing arena where you're constantly able to feed yourself at work while you're working. So, you know, kudos to you on that. So for those of you out there listening, write down something you learned from today's episode, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Awesome, man. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 